Hello and welcome to the First Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. We're glad you joined us this week. First Lutheran Church lives by the mission statement, called by the Spirit, we serve Christ, sharing God's love with all. And we are glad to share this good news with you this week. We're able for our gospel acclamation. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. As history moves toward God's fulfillment, there will be frightening signs and events. Before the end, believers will draw strength from their relationship to God and will be given the words they need to testify and to endure without fear. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls." This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise I invite you to be seated. Martin Luther, our namesake, lived at, uh, around the early 1500s. But even so, his life and circumstances were not entirely different from our own. He, uh, for most of his life, suffered from fear and anxiety, 
And you can read about those in his biographies or even see some of that through his writings. He lived through the second wave of the bubonic plague and the lack of health care that uh, was not there to have any support or to help control it. Similar to the pandemic and our many conflicting opinions about our response to it. Also in the time of Luther, there was a new form of communication that had just been developed, the printing press. And so information and ideas were shared in ways that they'd never been able to be shared before. Somewhat similar to today's social media. They were, uh, at his time, they also questioned the church and what it professed and what the people were called to believe. Luther was calling them to seek sincere faith, not just um, how we feel or how we might be de- driven by shame in our acts and our faith in the church. Luther asked the people to be more focused on God's grace instead of the exorbitant cathedrals that were covered with beautiful stones. And because of his bold and scandalous claims, he was persecuted by the church. Persecuted by the church and hunted and sought out um, just to be harmed. So we hear all of those situations that Luther was placed in, and we might wonder how someone would respond in that trauma and through that stress. Whereas our gospel says today, beware that you are not led astray. Instead, Jesus tells us to to testify, to live our faith, to live our trust, and to live our hope. And Luther did just that. And he had that attitude and faith. And so uh, one of his more famous quotes personifies that. He said, even if I knew that tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. Jesus today is speaking about what we are to do and who we are to call upon in times of great trials, wars, natural disasters, and societal collapse. And so I wanted to share a time in my life of great stress and struggle, a time when my faith and trust were called into question. And I've shared this story before, but when I was a junior in high school, I was home alone cooking some Mexican popcorn that my family down south had sent, sent up to us. And you cook it by placing these little pieces into to very hot oil, kind of like pork rinds. Well, I was distracted, and the little pan of oil caught fire. And in my anxiety in that moment, I went to remove it from the fire, and our little old blind pug named Rascal tripped me. And I poured that boiling oil on my hand. Now, we lived at the end of a gravel road, 40 minutes from the big city, and a quarter mile from our nearest neighbor. And so I ran. I can remember the gruesome image of what my hand looked like, how it looked nothing like my hand, and how after that um, I was uh, sent to the hospital, understandably, where I had a full thickness skin graft, 
uh, 40 staples, 20-some stitches. And I remember being in the ICU of the burn unit, so a very, a very guarded place, um, and it, only because of the depth of the burn. It was a very big fear for infection. And I remember each day they would come and take a little swiffer to the floor, the walls, and the ceiling. And I remember also being rolled down to the tank room, a horrible place, uh, every day to be cleaned. And one day, passing a room that had a young child who appeared to be in a full body compression cloth. That put things into perspective for me, knowing that it could have been far, far worse. So after that event, I continued to struggle with the many things that teenagers do. My identity had changed overnight, so did my self-confidence. The activities that I had been in, I had to adapt or refrain from doing. School became more difficult without my writing hand. It was before the time of text or uh, voice. Um, so I had to change immediately, overnight. And I think about how I responded in those days of trauma. Now, I know I struggled more than I let on to my family or to my friends. I had a number of doubts and anger and insecurities. And I think that moment, that experience, changed my trajectory and sent me into ministry. Not because of anything that I was doing, but because of my tribe, because of my family, and because of my church, Messiah Lutheran down in Springfield, Missouri. Their love and faith sustained me and gave me the words and hope to testify to my faith in God's abiding presence. That was certainly a defining moment for me. And we all have these moments. Some are far more painful but no matter the degree, we all experience grief and trauma, and we are called to consider how we are to respond and how God is at work in those around us to give us the words and the wisdom to testify. Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines, plagues, you'll be arrested and persecuted, and they will seek to hand you over. And in those circumstances, Jesus says, testify. Beware that you are not led astray, but instead testify. Live your faith, live your trust, and live your hope in Christ. Like with Martin Luther's life, the circumstances that Jesus lifts up are not foreign experiences to our world. Nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. On the heels of uh, an election, of which they all seem to be ugly now, live your faith, live your trust and your hope in how you respond and in how you testify. And in a global society when kingdoms and governments war, how will you live your faith and trust and hope in God? 
Like it said in Thessalonians, do not be idle. Instead, testify and witness the light and mercy of Christ. Beware instead that you are not led astray by the voices that might tear you down or mislead you for their own gain. No, testify. Live your faith, your trust, and your hope in Christ. And like Jesus mentioned about the earthquakes, or those natural disasters, those hurricanes, or the polluted waters, or the empty reservoirs, Jesus says we will all experience these things. But like it says in Thessalonians, do not be idle. Plant the apple tree. Send help to those whose homes are being swallowed by the ocean. And pray fervently. Beware that you are not led astray by fear or despair. Instead, live your faith, live your trust, and live your hope in Christ. And like Jesus talks about famines and plagues, we see food insecurity and sickness, health care, or lack thereof. In Kansas, there's a 12% poverty rate. So like it says in Thessalonians, do not be idle. Now, we don't have a fundraisers for Dorset or collect items for Lutheran World Relief because it makes us feel good, but because our faith compels us to love our neighbor and care for them and be a blessing as we have been blessed. So beware that you're not led astray by frustration or apathy. Instead, live your faith, your trust, and your hope. So it's much easier said than done. There may not be people arresting you or persecuting you because of your faith, but there will be things that will try to hold you back from living your faith, things that will lure you away or consume your time and attention from God's work that we are called to do. Jesus sees this. He knows this unfortunate truth in our world. It is the great warning in our gospel that is just as true for us today. Though it isn't always big things, but the small things that offer us the best opportunity to testify about our faith. It is sometimes the quiet moments or the small encounters that offer us the greatest way to live our faith, our trust, and our hope in God. One of those is to pray. Pray, pray, pray. The often underestimated but nevertheless potent act of faith. Aloud or quiet, long or short, with purpose or without. Pray. And trust. I love going to the zoo. Uh, and recently I learned an interesting fact about the Africa, African impala. Now these amazing creatures... Uh, can leap 10 feet in the air and can leap across uh, 10 yards uh, in, one, in one jump. They're remarkable creatures. But when you see them in a zoo, they can be contained in an enclosure with just, that's just three or four feet high. The walls are just three or four feet high. So you're asking why, when this creature is given such skill and agility, why it's not using that in that moment to jump over and be free. 
Well, the impala won't jump unless it can see where it's going to land. And so because of that, they can be captured or imprisoned because of their own self-limitations, bound by their fear of the unknown. Now, we can probably assume they learned that behavior uh, because they, were, they learned by wanting not to jump into danger. But as believers, we will not see what is coming. Instead, we are called to live our trust and live our hope in Christ. Uh, so when everything seems, uh, seemed darkest for Luther, when he was in the midst of great trial and struggle and fear and anxiety, in reading through the Bible, Luther began to see that powerful gift of God's grace and sacrifice. And so he wrote, I began to understand that the righteousness of God is that by which the righteous lives by a gift from God, namely by faith. As Christ reminds us in our gospel today of some difficult, nearly impossible experiences that our whole world will experience. He also reminds us that it is an opportunity then to testify to our faith, to testify of God's persistent love, unconditional welcome, and grace. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have blessed us with. In our times of trial and struggle, let us support one another, call upon you, and testify to your mercy. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We pray that these words and message inspired you in your faith journey as you grow with God. We would love to see you at worship, either online via Facebook Live or in person at 1234 Southwest Fairlawn Road at 5 p.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sundays. God loves you, and so do we.